What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Super excited for this conversation. So buckle up, sit down, grab a cup of coffee and get ready for some really good, deep, like just raw information being thrown at you. My next guest is a Wall Street Journal bestselling author, founder of One Million Exponential Leaders. He is very, very intelligent. He's joining us from Arizona. Please welcome Aaron Baer to the show. Aaron, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Deanna, for having me. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. So glad to, glad to be sitting across from you. We've already had a pretty intense conversation about some really great stuff, you know, and I'm, I'm loving where the direction, the direction of our conversation have already gone. So I typically like to ask my guests to kind of like share with the audience a little bit about their background so they can understand what you're all about and just kind of understand where the conversation is going to go. Yeah, I, I wrote this book, uh, Exponential Theory, The Power of Thinking Big, and that's from about 15 years of research of traveling over 90 countries in all 50 states doing innovation facilitation. So working with companies on how they can innovate themselves and grow themselves. Um, and I would literally take these companies. And, and the reason I traveled so much is we would choose a destination like Singapore, Shanghai, Shenzhen, London, Copenhagen. And then we would take the board of directors of uh, a global company like Daimler or Coca-Cola, and we would take them to those markets and then we'd show them all the companies that are potentially going to disrupt them. Okay. And through that though, what it really ended up being and where exponential theory has evolved to is we saw that these companies and these people that were really thinking bigger about the world became more conscious. And that's really what exponential theory is, is that as you think bigger, you become more conscious and part of that is I invented this new rule called the rhodium rule, which um, I'm sure you heard of the golden rule, um, which treat others as, as you want to be yes. treated. Yes. Then there's the platinum rule, which I think applies more to they treat others as they want to be treated. Hmm. Um, that, that I think people are starting to, to really get to know. And then I invented this rule called the rhodium rule. And rhodium is the most expensive metal. It has platinum in it. So it kind of is infused with that. But the idea is to think about the entire ecosystem, yeah. which is for the first time when we look at all the different stakeholders, we're not just thinking about shareholders, but the environment as a stakeholder, you know, civil rights, you know, equality, um, all these different opportunities for everybody creating a platform. Um, and the reality is, is, you know, today you will be persecuted if you don't think about it. So it's just good business. Um, and it, it candidly is the right thing to do. So part of it is, is doing the right thing when no one's looking is part of exponential theory. And that's what this book kind of discovers and leans into uh, where I've got a coaching practice where I create the exponential mindset, belief and attitude. And I'll work with CEOs and different people to really help them think bigger about themselves. And it all comes back to personal. I mean, it all we all think that it's organizational or professional, but it really comes down to our own personal beliefs of why we're where we are and uh, all of us are exactly where we need to be. We're, we're, we made the decisions to be here. Yes, yeah, stuff in the outer world pushed us here and everything, but how we handled that uh, has us sitting in the seats that we're in right now. Uh, completely agree. And that could be, we could really dive into that a little bit more. I mean, I just really feel at the core of uh, you, we have a, we have a choice as human beings, as individuals to, you know, see what's going on around us. And we have a choice to become either a better version of ourselves, be stuck at where we're at, 
or just embrace a victim mindset, right? And I think like what you said that we're kind of in this um, this growth pattern where people are starting to realize that even when you know no one's watching, you have to you know um, operate within yourself a higher level of, you know, respect for other human beings on this planet, you know, and I know we talked a little bit about color, race, and, and all that stuff. But I think that if at the core of who you are as an individual, if you are not, you know, um, an organically good person, you're going to have a lot of bumps and bruises along the way. That's really going to probably affect you in your professional career, in your family, in your personal life. And um, I think that that's a, a, a really key thing that you're talking about where, you know, you're helping people elevate to a different level where they really should have already been. <laughs> yeah, well, it, you know, and it goes, um, you know, this victim mindset and just thinking about your past and your past very much is uh, a lot of your, you know, 95% of your life is lived, you know, in this subconscious that is just anchored in what has happened in the past. And so part of my own coaching is to help people kind of look back and see the trauma, uh, the cognitive biases and limitations, the regrets, you know, the things that have happened in the past, the self-talk that happens over and over again, that limits them to, to where they are. And, you know, I, I, I often say this is that self-help sucks, you know, self-help in the term is that you need help. And the reality is, you are where you are because you're supposed to be where you are because you made all these decisions to get here. What you need to do though, you may need to think about what do you need to unlearn yeah. and what do you need to reprogram? Because if we look into the past and, and we see you know, some of these different nuances that keep coming up in our life, and I often share, and I think this is, it becomes a, a self-fulfilling prophecy is where uh, when I'm working with someone, as I said, the micro stories actually tell the big story. We actually do the same things over and over again. And somewhere along the line, we created some values and beliefs of those. And that's even, you know, along these lines of some of these very negative things or viewpoints, uh, point of views that that become. And as, you know, part of exponential theory, what I learned is you, I started meeting these global leaders and these people that thought really big. And you just started that they elevated their own thinking about the environment and yeah. about you know, civil rights and human rights and just all these issues that currently plague the headlines that are big problems. And that's what exponential theory's goal is, is like, let's solve these big problems. Because if we can put enough people uh, sustained thinking, you know, no problem can, you know, sustain itself if we're literally putting that energy into it. And that's why I ended up founding this company, One Million Exponential Leaders, because my goal is, is to really scale this effort so that we have people thinking about all these different problems and, and really putting into action because they're thinking on a bigger level. And that's what I've kind of discovered in this 15 years of research of me being out on the road, meeting with all these different people, you know, and some of the greatest thinkers in the world and greatest companies that have, you know, literally transformed the world, some good, some bad, you know, yeah. is yeah. How, how can we learn from those so that um, the next generation of exponential leaders are more conscious and we're already seeing that. I mean, I think, you know, your own, your show, your message, you know, it's that, you know, everybody listening to this has a, a rise of consciousness to know that there is, um, that, that we can always do better. I mean, no matter what we're doing, we can always do better with our time, how our habits, you know, I talk a lot about habits and yeah. we can also spend our time on things that are more worthy, that are actually feed our soul versus, um, you know, the things that basically take away from it. So I think it's all interconnected and it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, I, I probably do. Uh, I'm an overthinker myself. Um, Me too. <laughs> it's all right. Guilty. guilty. Um, 
yet I think that's part of where um, I'm just so proud of the, this book that came out and, and really what it leads to um, a course called the Think Bigger course, which is really the gateway course for what I'm doing. And the, the whole goal is just to help people think a little bit bigger about themselves personally. And then they're able to actually think exponentially because the reality is all of us have been trained for, you know, we have a brain that's 10,000 years old that, you know, still the amygdala is in fight, flight, or freeze mode, you know, we're still yeah. surviving on the savannah um, where we're now, we don't have those threats anymore, but oftentimes we've brought that threat into everyday situations where maybe it doesn't need to be. And that's where I use fear is false evidence appearing real, you know, that yes, love we're, it. Make, we're making that stuff up all the time of, of what we should be scared of. And the reality is exponential thinkers actually take us a, a you know, that goes to that growth mindset is they take that step into being uncomfortable. And that's where continually stepping in to be uncomfortable and exponential thinkers are able to kind of really push themselves into that. And that's where um, most of them are highly criticized in the media um, until they, they reach their goals. Um, take Elon Musk is probably the mascot of, you know, some of my business thinking around exponential theory is he's just applied exponential technologies as well as this thinking to just about every industry, um, he's been able to kind of break through some barriers and, and candidly added probably more value to shareholder value to the companies he has than any yeah. other person in history. Um, he has a tendency to like to play in other industries and probably doesn't do so well for them. But uh, <laughs> I think that's just because he thinks bigger than those industry and wants to apply it and realizes it's not quite as easy to apply it to someone else's company as it is to his own. So. He's a very interesting individual. You know, I've been asked, like, if there was one person I could sit down and have a coffee with, that would, he would be the, the person. Cause I've listened to him on Joe Rogan. I've watched him on social media and I've watched what he's done in his career with his businesses with Tesla. And he's just like, um, for someone that as intelligent and as like, I have a, I guess, a view on a higher consciousness, he is really down to earth and has like, you know, I think good human rights, like beliefs in place. Whereas some of these other men that are in positions like him, they are, they've, they've completely left this planet and they don't look at in people as people. Whereas, you know, he still looks at, at in, as humans, as humans, you know what I mean? Even though he thinks that we're kind of, we could be in, in some kind of matrix matrix right now. I don't know if you've heard him talk about that, but I have. And so I just really, I really appreciate and respect his point of view. Um, gosh, you said so much and I had so many questions. Now I don't even know where to start. Uh, I guess like, no, I think that, you know, a real common theme in some of my conversations lately have been about higher consciousness and really being more conscious in what's going on around you. Whereas like this whole pandemic kind of divided a lot of people where some people wanted to be awake and some people were still asleep, if that makes sense. And we're not going to get into that whole back and forth, that, that divide and what that means, because you and I both know what that means. I've experienced it in my own family. And it's, and like, I never, we, I've had a very fam, from, from strong family dynamic, but you know, some of us are very conservative and some of them are very liberal. And, um, I'm like me, I'm awake. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? That's <laughs> like, this doesn't make sense. I'm, I'm like, no, no, no. And I just feel like I'm more awake. I'm more, um, aware of what's going on around me. Whereas I'm looking at other people and I'm like, don't you really see like, like, so I feel like that is a, a really great conversation. I feel like that's kind of what your book is about is allowing people and guiding them to get to that higher consciousness. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's part of it is in, in the end of the book, I share these stories about these companies um, 
you know, the, the Google, uh, the iPhone, you know, like what, what were the stories behind the stories that really led to these companies really making these massive transformative shifts in society and becoming the global brands that they are. And, yeah, and well, part yeah. of that is, and I think to, to answer your question, you know, about Elon Musk, because I, I think I have an idea of an answer. I don't know if it's right or not, but I think the reason that Elon Musk has a higher consciousness than maybe leaders, other leaders is because he's grown it exponentially and been part of that customer feedback loop. And he's really tied it tied in. And if you listen to how he talks, he talks about the customer and, and you look at these companies like Southwest and other companies that yeah. really focus on customers. One, the ivory tower, because I've actually worked with a lot of these board of directors that are insulated from the real world. So they actually don't see what's going on and they actually don't get the right information um, because through the filters of bureaucracy and these very large organizations, you're only getting to see the very positive stuff and stuff that actually fits your worldview. So the fact is, is Elon Musk struggled, you know, even to 2018, you know, where he felt like he had reached out to Tim Cook and, you know, and this is what I want people to understand is like exponential thinking is long-term thinking. It's not yeah. short-term. There's no quick fix. And I think that's what you look at all these people that have created these insurmountable changes. But to answer your question about that consciousness as they, as they rise, you know, Elon Musk, you know, even in 2018 struggled, thought he might have to sell the company, went to Tim yeah. Cook to get money, barely made it through. Four years later, richest guy in the world can do whatever he wants. He reached that inflection curve where now he's exponential. The same with SpaceX and some of his other ventures. They all really hit hit at the same time or hitting where now SpaceX is shuttling people back and forth from the International Space Station and doing something that anybody, any company, and I I put a term on this that Elon Musk, what he, what, a, and I don't, I really want to interview him too, because I think there's this, there's, you know, Google had created these ideas of moonshots and they actually yeah. created the moonshot factory. It's like, let's think big. And I think Elon's like, well, I can think bigger than that. I'm just going to say Mars shots. We're going to, in 2040, we're going to put a civilization on Mars. And that's what SpaceX and whether he succeeds or fails, he's already succeeded beyond any other private space company ever, right. SpaceX. So you know, it's the fact that, you know, to put some, to really put yourself out there to be criticized and uncomfortable. It's why I chose 1 million exponential leaders. Um, you know, I've, I've worked with about 10,000 people. I am on that deceptive wow. curve, but I will, the rest of my life, I can chase that. And that's a big, worthy, massive transformative purpose that, that really leads me to exp my own exponential theory, which I believe the book is my own self-fulfilling prophecy. I start off with a little story about how I stepped into the uncomfortable zone and never, never really went back. Hey Dad, how you been? What's going on? Well, uh, not too much. We're in cleaning time. Well, did you weed whack? Did you get the carpets cleaned? I know, I know Mom's all about that, so I, I <laughs> want to make sure we're ready to go. Well, yeah, uh, I got the gutters cleaned, that's about it. That's it? Well, so when I said weed whack and all that in the carpet, I kind of meant like the Manscaped 4.0. It's a little more personal. I understand, yeah. It works oh, I, awesome. Have you tried this? I have tried it and it works wonders. It really oh, does. Yeah. Okay. This is pretty cool. And uh, see it comes with uh, with an LED light. And I, I understand it's waterproof. It is waterproof. It works well. I tried it. You know, I mean, uh, it's a good product. It's a great product. I've tried other ones and they're just so noisy and and it's it, they, don't, uh, they don't cut very well. Wow. That's really good, Mike. Where do we get this? Well, you know you can get it at manscaped.com. Uh, and while you're at manscaped.com, you know that we got a code so we get it cheaper. Really? 
Yeah. What, what kind of a discount can we get? We can get it at label free 20 and it gives you 20% off the product and it gives us free shipping. And uh, you know, I've tried some of the other products there because they got these all new Premier products. Um, like this here, it's for your, it's a deodorant. Now is it for underarm or other places or? Made it, you know, I tried, but it's for the underarm. Okay. That's, that's, that's where it's at. And you can also get it at uh, manscaped.com. Same code, we're using the code again. Label free 20. Label free 20. Free shipping. Free shipping. Well. I mean, how can you go wrong with that, right? Wonderful. What was your uncomfortable place that you stepped into? What was that? So when I was 20, um, short story of it, I, I went to a, a small school. I played soccer. I had a soccer scholarship at a college okay. called Indiana Tech, and we didn't have the best internship. So I broke into the Notre Dame Career Center, the University of Notre Dame in South broke Indiana. In? Well, not broke in, but I. Oh, I was going to say, really? Stuck in. Stuck in. So we're not. We're not. We're not. All kinds of sides of you, huh? I'm, not, I'm, I'm confident they're not going to track me down. But I actually took interviews with their internship and. What happened that day, interesting enough, is I saw a poster for something called Semester at Sea. And I'd never known anyone that had really traveled outside the country or, or really even to that many states because I grew up in Indiana and in a very, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And yeah. I saw this poster and I said, I'm doing that. And I was 20. Uh, six months later, I was in the Bahamas and that I got on a boat that was with 500 other students. And I went to Venezuela, Brazil, oh, South wow. Africa, Kenya, Tanzania. All the way around, you know, you know, Vietnam, India, uh, Taiwan, China, Japan, and then back to Seattle. So I literally circumnavigated the world. But every step out felt, you know, in my own limiting beliefs and my limiting world was like a step away from my comfort zone. And um, it was like it was like a, I kind of feel like maybe what an astronaut feels like if they were heading, you know, away from Earth. You know, it's like got to be an uncomfortable feeling to know that you might not come back. Um, that then just propelled me to like eat obstacles and challenges and overcome fears because I had a great fear of doing that because I just didn't know anyone that had ever done that. So it was like, and then all my friends are like, well, why would you want to do that? You know, I mean, that's just yeah. was, that was the thinking of where I came from. And I think that's part of what we, you know, part of my own journey to unlearn and reprogram myself. And that's yeah. why I'm so passionate about helping other people do that because I think so many people are learning and what drew me really to your podcast was this, your title label free is, I'm big, not on labels, you know, and I work in a lot of different diverse areas and in companies and, and, and I have a foundation that does some stuff in diversity. And I think so many times we want to label things and it, it, it obviously, you know, creates a very limiting belief. And I think that's part of my own work of the past is like, well, you know, I often have to ask people their own definitions of what things mean. Mm -hmm. um, and what you start to uncover is there's always a limiting belief in a definition or a label. And I often, you know, say, and that's where there's also judgment, you know, people like, oh, he's a narcissist. And, you know, we, we often want to throw that term around Elon Musk, you know, because he always wants to be in the news cycle or whatever. Well, all of us have some of that, you know, we're that's all it. on a spectrum of that. Yeah. And that's, that's how I, you know, that's how you kind of level the playing field is um, I have a son that has a, a rare genetic disorder that would fall on the autism scale. And what I, what I realized, you know, through learning about, um, his disorder and all this, he got put into the autism scale and is that we all have autism. It's just a matter of how much of it, you know, shows out. And I think that's where I started to learn and level is he's actually changing his own relationship with that because one, I didn't label them that he doesn't know that I've made sure that his teachers don't, we've kind of deconstructed where he just believes he's regular. 
And this genetic disorder that he has, you know, literally um, the an anomaly would someone would die about the age seven. So it's it's a oh it's goodness. a terminal it's a terminal disorder. He's now eight. He's thriving. Yay! He's in regular school, taking regular spelling tests and math. For a while, he was in. He had some you know different therapies and different things, but he also was just surrounded by love and surrounded yeah. by this belief, like. And I think that's where we didn't label them. And, you know, I see so many parents like, oh, well, you know, um, my kid has Down syndrome or my kid this or whatever. Yeah, and then, yeah, then it's yeah. like it comes with a whole bunch of baggage that yeah. says this is your new norm. Right. Um, so, you know, in that area or in many areas, it's it's like, how do we actually pull back these these labels to help people obviously, you know, pull away from the limitations? Um, and often, oftentimes regrets, too, because, you know, society has labeled demonize so many different things that, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. like sex and all these things that we now, you know, all of a sudden create all these meanings to that, where, you know, if you pull it back and be constructed and you use it as fuel, you know, to power you forward, um, that's where I can help people become exponential. And that's really, you know, it, it, it's an interesting thing to working with a CEO that breaks down and starts crying about something that happened in their childhood. Um, where you think these people have everything in the world together. Yeah. The reality is all of us, all of us, there's not one of us that don't have trauma or something in the past that is infecting and, you know, you know, affecting us today. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I actually just recently, and I've, uh, I recently personally experienced, but I had something that I went through about six years ago with a, um, a removed family member and all of a sudden it's popping back up like six years later. And I'm just like, I've gotten over it. I'm like, I've dealt with it. I've moved on. I'm like, I don't understand why this is coming up now and becoming an issue. And so I've like, I'm stepped out into my, you know, being more exponential in my life and not wanting to hold, have those limiting beliefs or any of those experiences hold me back because that does not define who I am. And that's yep. the whole reason behind my label free podcast is because I've had so many different labels being put on me. And I was just like, I'm not owning this shit for anyone. I know who I am. I know what I'm capable of all that fear, all that trauma, all that stuff. I'm leaving it back there and I'm moving forward and I'm going to live my life in love and joy, happiness, and just feeling good about myself. And it's interesting that, uh, something that happened six years, years ago is popping up like recently. And I'm like, am I in the twilight zone? <laughs> like I, I'm way past all that. And I realized that you can't, unless someone's ready to step into that, into their own power and, and get out of those limiting beliefs, you can't really help them unless they decide, you know what I want. I deserve a better life. I deserve a better way of thinking. I deserve, um, a better feeling inside of myself and not living in this darkness, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, when I when I really coach or facilitate, you know, it is a choice that people have to step into it and it is their choice. And the reality is, um, you know, some of these different traumas, you know, take a lot more for, you know, and, and all of us are different, you know, and that's where we're human. Right. Yeah. And we have to respect, you know, and it's it's had this experience the other day. I was because um, I'm in Phoenix, I was sitting by the pool with my my daughter, who's 14. And there was a, a couple guys sitting there talking about a friend that had mental health issues and they were kind of making fun of her and everything. Uh -huh. And um, so I had to step in one because my belief system and who yeah. I am and just to change the world. And also I had my daughter there that was very impressionable that they were really talking loud and like, oh, she's a 
she's a drama queen. She's rich and she shouldn't have any problems. And I said, hey, guys, I go, it doesn't matter where you came from, <laughs> what your background is. Everyone has trauma. Yeah. And I said, you're inflicting some idea that we're all, you know, perfect because someone has money or not money or whatever. I can just tell you, I know a lot of different people and it definitely money is not the answer. Waking up happy is the answer. Yes. <laughs> you can wake up happy every morning. That is that it should be the new goal. And sounds like you're on that path. I'm on yeah. that path. But I really had to sit down and I talked to these and then these guys got really serious. They literally because they had these they had a couple a few beers. They put all their beers down and you like start asking me questions. I'm like, that is just such a refreshing viewpoint, you know, and it really changed the site. And then my daughter jumps in and, you know, it was like this conversation is like, you should reach out to her and actually support her instead of yeah. making fun of her. And if she's your friend, like this isn't what friends do for each right. other. And I think so many times people want to make themselves feel, you know, it's, it's this part of the world that in the, the end of, one of my universal truths is you're always right. I have this in my book. I have like these seven universal truths and um, you know, what we resist persists is another one. And you know, what I, what I kind of shared with this, the gentleman is like, if, if, if she doesn't have anyone else, if everyone else is making fun of her and she's getting that energy, oh, that cool. means you're going to be respond, you know, in, in your life, you're going to have some response. If something bad happens to her, you didn't do anything. Yeah. So you have the best chance to reach out. And I think that's where right now, you know, I have this uh, foundation that we we do a lot of mental health and we're, we're building a program around that that we're launching next week is to reach out to those people that need, you know, that need help um, and let them know that they're exactly where they need to be. And then, you know, really listen to them. I think the, the biggest thing is they don't need to be told how to think or how to be better, but they need to listen to, you know, where they are at and, you know, really have some empathy, which I think that's part of exponential theory is raising this consciousness. And um, I have this, you know, term thriveability that I, I use um, so much of the world. We, we think about maintainability or sustainability, but the reality, and then there's survivability, you know, at the beginning of it is, is really, we should look to get into thriveability because, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, if we can enable people to rethink about who they are and, and pull away some of their limiting beliefs, um, we start to change the world one mind at a time. And that's that's ultimately what One Exponential Leaders is about. That's ultimately like why your label-free, you know, podcast is, you know, so great and probably all your listeners love it is, you know, you're you're pulling away these limiting beliefs and these thoughts that so much are put around that, you know, on a daily basis, I mean, I'm going to say, I gave you a few situations that happened in my daily life just kind of in stream because on a daily basis if i'm in an elevator or whatever and someone says a limiting belief i'm that guy yeah. <laughs> that says you know i think you can think bigger about yourself i don't even know you and i i think i think higher of you you yeah. know because you hear their self-talk or you hear, yeah. hear these little stories you know and i always say the micro stories tell the major story you know how you treat yeah. how you approach everything and that's really where mindset beliefs and attitudes and um i generally you know my daughter and i we have fun because everywhere we go we walk in and like the game is, is how many people can we make smile and how many people can yes. we make talk to each other? I love that. And, uh, but the energy just changes in a room. And my daughter, like, it's very, you know, she's at that impressionable. She's turning 14 in two weeks. So she's getting ready to go to high school, but she's the most outgoing because, and she loves, you know, adults and kids. But when she walks in, when she's with me, it's like, I was like, let's just have a game. Let's have fun and let's just see what we can do. And That's beautiful. 
I love that. I mean, that 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 story about being around the pool and talking to those young men almost, that almost made me cry a little bit. And you're making a difference with every conversation you're having. I love it, Aaron. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm embrace this conversation for sure. So, yes. With that being said, where can people find you, connect with you, reach out to you and learn more about your book and all the things you got going on? Well, my book, Exponential Theory, you can find on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Um, it looks like oh, that, that one right there. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Aaron Bear, A-A-R-O-N-B-A-R-E dot uh, com. You can go to my website. Um, I'm on Instagram that way, Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, you name it. Um, but would would love to connect. And I'm, I'm the one I was a professor for 10 years. Um, and during that time, I'd always tell my students, uh, reach out to me, you know, I will, I will contact you back. Someone from my team will contact you back. Um, that's my commitment, you know, and it's, it's part of what I've always done. And it's, it's funny, very few people take that up, but it's, you know, I, I truly mean that with my time is if you have the time to reach out, we'll figure out a way to kind of help the people that reach out. So, um, very excited to just help the world think bigger. Obviously this is the rest of my life's journey is doing this. And, um, I feel like I'm in a, a good place and uh, just love having conversations with people like you that are changing the world themselves. You're exponential, uh, whether you know it or not, you're an exponential leader now. So <laughs> thank you, Aaron. Oh my gosh. I love it. I've, this has been a great conversation. I think we could talk for a while. We could have a three hour conversation like Joe Rogan does with people, yeah. but we'll have to save that for next time. You guys, yeah. I'm going to put all those links in the show notes. So don't hesitate to reach out to Aaron. He has got a lot of value to offer. He's got a lot of great energy to give and he wants to make a difference in this world. So be a part of that change. Go check out his book. Go check him out on his website. Go connect with him on LinkedIn. I know that you're out there listening. All my listeners are entrepreneurs and have the same type of mindset as we do. So reach out to him, connect with him. Let's all make a difference together. So before we say goodbye, Aaron, I always like to ask for any last words. I mean, you did drop a lot of wisdom. It was a very great, it was a very deep, good conversation but anything that you'd like to leave with the audience before we say goodbye yeah i i, I you know the one thing that i would say that to every single person that's listening to this is um oftentimes we think that we're different than others um and we're we're so much of life is to kind of find our differences when we all find that we're actually all one you know that also leads to the same fact that um you know, all of us fail. And actually the people that fail more are the ones that succeed more. So part of it is, is this is a journey of learning. And if you really embrace learning and I always say, you know, failure as a, the only time you fail is if you don't learn. And really, if you can just approach life as you're learning and winning, uh, and that's a growth mindset that every day you do that, exponential leaders do that better than others. You know, the people that really reach their goals is because I saw this the other day from Steve Harvey on Michael Jordan that he had 946 last second shots, but he only made uh, like 200 of them or something. And it's, it's like he missed the majority of them. Yet we only remember the ones that he made, but you know, we consider him the greatest basketball player of all time. I say that to everyone because the reality is you have to push yourself in the uncomfortable zone. You have to actually think bigger about your life than you are now. You can do better, whatever you're doing, you can do more, you can impact more. You can share your message and whoever you are, you have the equal opportunity to, you know, reshape this world. And that's what I've chosen to do. And I have built the belief systems for me to say, 
I want to create 1 million exponential leaders. What that really means to me is um, potentially is that is a bigger, massive transformative purpose than Google, because that's 1 million potential mindsets like the Google founders that'll solve literally every problem in every corner of the world. And uh, that's what we need right now. You know, we need some people thinking bigger about all these different areas. And I feel that that's the purpose I was put on this earth. And all the challenges I had up to this point led me right here to this call. This is the most, more, most important moment of my life talking to you. And it's the only time that I can really change. And I hope that we impact a few listeners to think a little like more exponential, um, embrace this conversation, and think a little bit bigger about themselves and their lives. And the future is, is very bright for those that actually think bigger about it. Boom. Oh my gosh. Again, I was almost going to start crying. Good tears. Good, good tears. Like I just love it. That was beautiful. And thank you for ending with that. Uh, please keep us posted on what new projects you have coming up. Cause I feel like there's a lot that you're going to be doing. So we'd love to have you back so we can share that with the audience and continue to make that ripple effect out into the universe and, and change the world. So thank you very much, Aaron, for being a guest today. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radalescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. Please don't forget to comment, rate, review, share, subscribe, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.